prologue of the bronze eagle a story of the hundred days this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by dion gines salt lake city utah the bronze eagle a story of the hundred days by baroness emma orksey prologue the landing at juan the perfect calm of an early spring dawn lies over headland and sea hardly a ripple stirs the blue cheek of the bay the softness of departing night lies upon the bosom of the mediterranean like the dew upon the heart of a flower a silent dawn veils of transparent greys and purples and mauves still conceal the distant horizon breathless calm rests upon the water and that odd hush which at times descends upon nature herself when the finger of destiny marks an eventful hour but now the grey and the purple veils beyond the headland are lifted one by one the mists of dawn rises upwards like the smoke of incense from some giant censers swung by unseen mighty hands the sky above is of a translucent green studded with stars that blink and now are slowly extinguished one by one the green has turned to silver and the silver to lemon gold the veils beyond the upland are flying in the wake of departing night the lemon gold turns to glowing amber anon to orange and crimson and far inland the mountain peaks peeping shyly through the mist blush a vivid rose to find themselves so fair and to the south there where fiery sea blends and merges with fiery sky a tiny black speck has just come into view larger and larger it grows as it draws nearer to the land now it seems like a bird with wings outspread an eagle flying swiftly to the shores of france in the bay the fisher folk who are making ready for their day's work pause a moment as they haul up their nets with rough brown hands held above their eyes they look out upon that black speck curious interested for the ship is not one they have seen in these waters before tis the emperor come back from elba says someone the men laugh and shrug their shoulders that tale has been told so often in these parts during the past year the good folk have ceased to believe in it it has almost become a legend now that story that the emperor was coming back their emperor the man with the battered hat and the grey redden goat the people's emperor he who led them from victory to victory whose eagles soared above every capital and every tower in europe he who made france glorious and respected 
her citizens men her soldiers heroes and with stately majesty the dawn yields to-day the last tones of orange have faded from the sky it is once more of a translucent green merging into sapphire overhead and the great orb in the east rises from out the trammels of the mist and from awakening earth and sea comes the great love-call the triumphant call of day and far away upon the horizon to the south the black speck becomes more distinct and more clear it takes shape substance life it divides and multiplies for now there are three or four specks silhouetted against the sky not three or four but five no six no seven seven black specks which detach themselves one by one one from another and from the vagueness beyond experienced eyes scan the horizon with enthusiasm and excitement which threaten to blur the clearness of their vision any one with an eye for sea-going craft can distinguish that topsail schooner there well ahead of the rest of the tiny fleet skimming the water with swift grace and immediately behind her the three-masted polaka hum have we not seen her in these waters before and the two graceful feluccas whose latine sails look so like the outspread wings of a bird but it is on the schooner that all eyes are riveted now she skips along so fast that within an hour her pennant is easily distinguishable red and white the flag of elba of that diminutive toy kingdom which for the past twelve months has been ruled over by the mightiest conqueror this modern world has ever known the flag of elba then it is the emperor coming back a crowd had gathered on the headland now a crowd made up of barefooted fisher-folk men women children and of the labourers from the neighbouring fields and vineyards they have all come to greet the emperor the man with the battered hat and the grey redingote the curious flashing eyes and mouth that always spoke genial words to the people of france traitors turned against him nay de marmont bernadotte those on whom he had showered the full measure of his friendship whom he had loaded with honours with glory and with wealth foreign armies joined in coalition against france and forced the people's emperor to leave his country which he loved so well had sent him to humiliation and to exile but he had come back as all his people had always said that he would he had come back there was the topsail schooner that was bringing him home so swiftly now another hour and the schooner's name can be deciphered quite easily la inconstant and that of the polaca le saint esprit 
and beyond these Letoil and st joseph carolyn and the entire little fleet flies the flag of elba the emperor has come back barefooted fisherfolk whisper it among themselves the laborers in the valley call the news to those upon the hills why after another hour or so there are those among the small knot who stand congregated on the highest point of the headland who swear that they can see the emperor standing on the deck of the la inconstante he wears a black bicorn hat and his grey redingote he is pacing up and down the deck of the schooner his hands held behind his back in the manner so familiar to the people of france and on his hat is pinned the tricolor of france every one on shore who is on the lookout for the schooner now can see the tricolor quite plainly a mighty shout escapes the lusty throats of the men on the beach the women are on the verge of tears from sheer excitement and that shout is repeated again and again and sends its ringing echo from cliff to cliff and from fort to fort as the red and white pennant of the kingdom of elba is hauled down from the ship's stern and the tricolor flag the flag of liberty and of regenerate france is hoisted in its stead the soft breeze from the south unfurls its folds and these respond to his caress the red white and blue make a trenchant note of colour now against the tender hues of the sea flaunting its triumphant message in the face of awakening nature the eagle has left the bounds of its narrow cage of elba it has taken wing over the blue mediterranean within an hour perhaps or two it will rest on the square church tower of antibes but not for long soon it will take to its adventurous flight again and soar over valley and mountain peak from church belfry to church belfry till it finds its resting place upon the towers of notre dame one hour afternoon the curtain has risen upon the first act of the most adventurous tragedy the world has ever known napoleon bonaparte has landed in the bay of juan with eleven hundred men and four guns to reconquer france and the sovereignty of the world six hundred of his old guard six score of his polish light cavalry three or four hundred corsican chasseurs thus did that sublime adventurer embark upon an expedition the most mad the most daring the most heroic the most egotistical the most tragic and the most glorious which recording destiny has ever written in the book of this world the boats were lowered at one hour after noon and the landing was slowly and methodically begun too slowly for the patience of the old guard the old growlers with grizzled moustache and furrowed cheeks 
down which tears of joy and enthusiasm were trickling at sight of the shores of france they were not going to wait for the return of those boats which had conveyed the polish troopers on shore they took to the water and waded across the bay tossing the salt spray all around them as they trod the shingle like so many shaggy dogs enjoying a bath and when six hundred fur bonnets darkened the sands of the bay at the foot of the tower of la gabelle such a shout of viva la empereur went forth from six hundred lusty throats that the midday spring air vibrated with kindred enthusiasm for miles and miles around End of prologue.